Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Just Fish Outdoors. I'm your host, Dale York, and I designed Just Fish Outdoors to focus on freshwater lakes and streams and to provide information, tips, and techniques, along with how-to segments for catching everything from crappie to catfish. We will also provide tips on equipment, tackle, boating, and much, much more. All of this is aimed at helping you catch more fish and have fun doing it. So join us each week as we talk about my favorite subject, fishing. And that will bring us to our special segment. Uh, today we're, you know, with, with summer and higher temperatures rapidly approaching, uh, the fish are going to go deeper. And uh, they'll have a tendency to school up. Uh, these fish will move rapidly sometimes in these schools. And a lot of times you'll need to cover a lot of water to find active feeding fish. Uh, one of the best methods for doing this is what's known as downrigger fishing. Uh, you know, you can mount a forest of downriggers on a, on a family pontoon boat or a, a family center console, something like that, and take the kids out for a, a, just a, man, just a, a great time on the water. I started downrigger fishing for stripers on Lake Keystone uh, back in the 70s. You know, back then, downriggers were almost unheard of on any of our area lakes. And uh, from the very start, uh, these downriggers started producing nice catches of stripers and sand bass. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. You know, what is a downrigger, uh, the, the kind of equipment that are incorporated into it, and uh, a little bit of how you go about setting these things up. So I guess the first question is, what is a downrigger? The basic concept of a downrigger is a wire line or other type of line uh, with a heavy weight on one end and a line release uh, to hold the lure at the at a given depth on the other end. Uh, it has a spool or wheel uh, that you can uh, rotate. Uh, it holds several feet of wire. Uh, and this wire is wrapped around the spool, and the spool is cranked uh, around to facilitate the raising and lowering of the heavy weight. Uh, the basic setup uh, lets out your line down behind the boat, and the lure is attached to the weight via a line release. Uh, and, and what happens is you can set this lure that you're fishing. You can fish any lure you want, any weight, any size, at any depth that you want to fish it, and it's it's very depth-specific. You can set this lure at any depth you want to fish it. Uh, when the fish strikes your lure, uh, the line will be released from the clip, and you'll be free to fight the fish without any additional weight on it. So uh, basically, you could take an eighth-ounce jig, if you so desired, put it on a six-pound line saying you were sand bass, looking for sand bass, and, uh, you, you know, sometimes depth is, is a problem trying to get a specific weight or a specific lure to a specific depth. But you can take this, set this on this downrigger, say, at 9 feet, which is a fairly common depth for some of our sand bass in the summertime, 9, 10 foot, and troll around with these things. And when the fish strikes the lure, uh, he'll pull it loose from a line release, and you're fighting the fish. It, it is a deadly combination, especially for locating fish. You can cover a lot of water. Uh, you can do it at a trolling speed, usually somewhere around two and a half to three and a half mile an hour, somewhere around in there. 
and uh, you you can just have a ball with these things. Uh, there are basically two types of downriggers. Uh, there's a manual and an electric downrigger. Uh, you know the the electric downriver has a electric downrigger has a motor in it that operates the spool to control your line depth coming up or down. And of course, the manual has uh, just a crank on it where you can lower it up and down. Uh, there's several brands on the market. Most of them produce a high-quality downrigger. One of the advantages the electrics have, if you really get into the fish real real good, they will get you in the water a little faster than maybe the manual downriggers will. But uh, for most fishermen, uh, manuals will work just fine. Now we'll talk a little bit about the parts of a downrigger, you know, what, what it consists of. Uh, you know, you have the liner cable. That's probably the most common is a stainless steel cable in approximately 155-pound tensile strength, somewhere along there. Uh, you see a lot of them have 150, 200 feet of steel cable wrapped around this spool. Some anglers are starting to use the new super lines or braided lines for this line or cable to tie on their downriggers, and approximately the same tensile strengths from below in there. I've tried both. Both work great. Uh, both of them have their advantages and disadvantages, but uh, you know they're they're both uh, equally uh, usable in, in most situations. Uh, the next thing we'll talk about is is the mechanical release. This is the thing that does a lot of the work. Uh, you actually put your line from your rod and reel into this release, and uh, once the fish takes the bait or bites your lure, uh, the line is pulled out of this release, and that allows you to fight the fish freely without any other encumbrances. I've tried most of the different styles of releases. The two that I would probably recommend the most would be the Chamberlain and the blacks, you know, the basic difference is the Chamberlain attaches to the cable or line, and, and the blacks release uh, attaches to the weight. Both releases are completely adjustable, and this is very important that you have an adjustable release because you need to adjust that release tension is what you're actually going to adjust as how tight that clamp holds that line. You know, if you're fishing... Uh, you know, a half-ounce jig at, at 35 foot of water, uh, you're going to need more tension on that release than you would if you're fishing an eighth-ounce jig in 10 foot of water. So, uh, And also, the size of fish plays a big role in that as well. Uh, of course, the bigger fish, you want a little more tension on that line release. The smaller fish that you're targeting, the less line release or the less tension you'll need on it. You know, I, I, I can use these things all the way down to four-pound line uh, and have several times. I, I'll sometimes get a little crazy and go with a four-pound test line, a 16-ounce tube jig on sand bass, and put it on a downrigger. And, uh, you know, these releases are set up in such a way that they won't harm your line. Uh, you know, you can, you can just have a ball with these things. Uh, but the most important thing on the releases to keep in mind is that you've got to have one that's adjustable because you'll need several different settings depending on what your current configuration is with your line, your rod, your lure. And you'll need to play with these once you get them set up on your boat. Once you get set up on your boat, depending on how deep you're fishing, once again, depending on how big your line is and how heavy your lure is, uh, you'll need to play with that tension a little bit 
uh, and that setting on that line release to get it to the point to where, uh, you know, when a small fish hits it, he'll jerk it from the release. Uh, but at the same time, the, the drag on the line or the bend in the rod uh, won't, uh, won't trip that release, and you'll be setting your release all the time instead of fishing. So, uh, you know, don't forget to take some time and, and adjust that release because that is probably the most important part of this whole downrigger scenario here. If you don't adjust that properly, you know, you could have a situation where you're uh, trolling around and a, and a one-pound sand bass hits your lure and your line never releases if it's too tight. Uh, so, uh, you know, take the time to do that, and, uh, it, you know, the, it, it's not that difficult. just takes a few minutes, and you'll figure it, figure it right out. The next thing we'll talk about is, is the ball or weight. You know, weight selection is important to consider. Uh, there's a lot of sizes, shapes, construction, color. If you have more than uh, two downriggers on your boat, uh, one of the things you'll want to consider is, is a downrigger weight that has fins on it. And what you can do is you can adjust those fins where those downrigger weights will run outside a little bit and they keep out of the way of your two inner downriggers. So, uh, you know, that's that's a little bit of a, a help there, too. And like I said, you can use multiple downriggers. You can have multiple downriggers on your boat. You can have uh, multiple lines on each downrigger. So, uh, uh, you know, take that into consideration. Uh, you know, you can run 6, 8, 10, 12 rods on these things if you get enough of them going. Uh, there's a whole, whole bunch of ways to set these up. And, you know, if you get that many out there running around, you can set them at different, uh, distances from the back of the boat. You can set them at different, uh, variations in water depth. You can use multiple different lures on it. You know, there, there's a lot of things that you can do on these things. And once again, you know, uh, it, it just depends on, uh, uh, how you want to set these things up. You know, if if you have multiple downriggers, you know, go with the go with the weights that have the fins on the outside. Uh, you may want to go with the regular ball type of weights on the ones on the inside, uh, but something that tracks real well, so you don't have to worry about the two crossing. As far as size of weights, I typically use eight to ten pound weights. Uh, you know, we don't do a whole lot of real deep fishing here in Oklahoma. Uh, you, you know, you get out into the Great Lakes and off the coast. Uh, uh, it's not uncommon to see 12-plus pound weights on these downriggers. But, uh, you know, here in Oklahoma, we, uh, we, just, <laughs> we just don't fish that deep as a, as a common thing. So, uh, you know, an 8-pound weight uh, fished uh, at the proper trolling speed uh, is, is really probably all you need unless you're trolling a very, very big lure. Then you may want to go to a 10-pound weight. Uh, you know, if you're going to fish deeper than 30, 40 foot, you know, you, you may want to go to that 10 or 12 pound weight. But uh, if you're not fishing that deep, you really don't have to worry about it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, pretty self-explanatory. You know, the next thing we'll talk about is the boom or the, the, the uh, piece that holds the cable away from the boat. These, once again, come in many, many different sizes. Uh, you know, you can get them in 12 inch beams, you can, uh, booms, you can get them in... Uh, uh, 16, 18, 24, 36 inch booms. You want this boom to be long enough to where it's going to clear your prop if you've got it sitting on the back of your motor or clear the side of your boat if you have it swing out over the side of your boat. 
so uh, you know, take take some measurements. L- look at that when you're trying to decide exactly where to mount the thing and, and how long of a boom you're going to need for uh, proper application. Uh, another thing you may want to consider is you may want to look at a swivel base. They have bases that the downriggers will mount on that will swivel, uh, you know, 360 degrees so you can swivel your weight and your uh, uh, line inside the boat when you're moving. And then when you get ready to to apply your downrigger or, or put it in the water, uh, you can pull a lever on your sw- swivel base and swing that boom out in its fishing, fishing position and uh, use it there as well. So, uh, you know, there's some advantages of doing that. You know, one of the other things that, that we'll need to talk about as well is, uh, you know, how many downriggers are you going to put on your boat? Uh, location, location, location is everything when you're trying to figure out how to mount these downriggers. Uh, you know, you want easy access to the water. You want the fishermen to have easy access to the rod. Uh, you know, the rod holder can be mounted either on the downrigger or it can be mounted separately from the downrigger. Uh, so, that, you know, that's one thing to consider. You could have uh, two or three downriggers on your boat and have your rod holders independent of those downriggers for ease of operation or ease of angular uh, uh, getting to the rods when the fish do bite. You know, th- there are so many things to consider uh, when you're mounting these. Uh, you, you know, if you folks have questions about downriggers, if, if you need some advice or you need some purchasing help, feel free to give me an email so, uh, you know, I can help you. I can I can look at your boat, uh, give you some suggestions, uh, tell you, kind of sort of help you navigate the way and, uh, you know, even take you on the water on your boat and, uh uh, you know, give you some tips and, and advice on how to operate them, how to fish with them. Uh, you know, the next thing you're going to need when you're fishing with these things is you're going to need some good electronics. You know, like I always say, you know, if you can't find a fish, you ain't going to catch the fish. And one of the things that goes hand in hand with downrigger fishing and is so, is oh, so important is to have good electronics. You know, when you're when you're budgeting out these downriggers, trying to figure out what you need, don't forget to throw some extra dollars in there for good electronics because you need to have that in order to be successful at downrigger fishing. You know, that, that good set of electronics, that good Lowrance HDS equipment will tell you, you know, how deep the fish are, where the fish are in relationship to, to your boat. Uh, you know, with the HDS equipment, you can, the new touchscreens especially, uh, the ease of operation, you can look left and right of your craft as you're, as you're going down the lake to see where these fish are. And you've got to have that in order to, to set that bait right in front of those fish when you're trolling up down the lake. Uh, another thing to consider on this is when you're locating fish on your electronics and you have a depth that's set, uh, you want that bait to be above those fish. You do not want to troll with with that bait below the fish. So, you know, take that in consideration as well. The clearer the water, uh, the more line you need behind the downrigger. When water gets real clear, uh, you may need to look at something like sticking that lure 60, 80, 100 feet behind the downrigger. When the water is more typical like a Keystone or or a, a Gibson or someplace like that, you may only need to stick that lure 40 feet behind that downrigger. So, uh, you know, take that in consideration as well. 
you know, once we have these things all set up, uh, you know, another thing you can do is, is put a, uh, you can mount a quick disconnect base on these downriggers where if your boat is sitting in a marina or, or a dock type situation, you can uh, have a base set up to where you can just walk down there and clip on your downrigger. And when you get done fishing for the day, you can pull a switch and uh, take your downrigger back to the house. You don't have to worry about anybody else uh, thinking they need it worse than you do. So uh, take that in consideration as well. The downrigger fishing can be such a ball, uh, especially during the hot summertime. You know, there's so many applications for these things. You can take people fishing that may not have the uh, advantage of, of being fishing before. Uh, they don't know how to throw a rod and reel. They, they, they can't throw cast a rod and reel. Uh, with the downrigger fishing, all they do is just reel in the fish. The fish hooks itself. All, all they do is just pick up the rod and reel in the fish. So, uh, you know, consider that as well. Uh, it, it's an excellent way for a family to go fishing. Uh, you can be doing multiple uh, activities at the same time, and, and once the rod pops off the downrigger release, you know, like I said, all you got to do is, uh, you know, reel in the fish. So uh, think about that as well. And, and like I said before, if you have any questions, you know, don't hesitate to drop me an email on the subject. Going to our Lawrence tip of the week, uh, one of the many features of Lorance HDS units is the ability to change icons and names of your stored waypoints. Uh, you can go back to a stored waypoint and, and change the icon, change the symbol, rename a waypoint, what, whatever you want to do. You know, you may be in a hurry once you find that spot out there and just hit the waypoint, uh, touch the screen, hit the waypoint. And then uh, later when you go back home, uh, you may want to uh, uh, define that a little bit more. And also, folks, don't forget to back up your stored waypoints on an SD card for safe storage. Uh, you know, you just never know sometimes what's going to happen out there. And, uh, you know, once again, if you have any questions on the Lorance stuff, uh, send me an email. I'll be more than happy to try to help somewhere along the line. And uh, we'll uh, certainly get an answer for whatever it is that you have a question of. Don't forget to send us an email telling us how you like the show, uh, how we can improve on it. If you have any suggestions on topics, uh, let us know. We'll try to put a show for you together. Uh, that's where this downrigger show comes from. I had a question about downriggers in my email. If you would like to know more about Just Fish Outdoors, feel free to drop us a line. If there's something we can help with, uh, justfishoutdoors at justfish.com. Remember, that's J-S-T-F-I-S-H on the Just Fish. You know, we can also, uh, you know, help you with, uh, if, you ha if you need some seminars, if you need some help, if your organization is, is looking for someone to come and speak, we can do that as well. And, folks, you can find us on Facebook. Same thing. Feel free to drop us a line, drop us an email. Uh, we, we love answering questions here, and, and uh, we'll certainly do whatever we can to help you out. Folks, get out and enjoy one of the many lakes or streams we're blessed to have. And uh, be sure you take a kid or take your family fishing. It's a great time of the year to do it, and it's a great time of year to get out and enjoy it. This is Dale York, Just Fish Outdoors, saying we'll catch you later.